0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, and or night. I'm Ryan. And I am, I can't think of anything fun to say, I'm Daniel. And we are your Small Town Nerds. Everybody and welcome to the Small Town Nerds Podcast. Podcast where we talk about all things nerdy. Daniel, how are you doing? It has been a two-week period. How are you doing?
1: Well, do you want me to be totally honest right now? Sure. Yeah, I really should have gone pee before we started recording. I can feel it starting to push against my bladder. I should. I really wow. should have gone. Well, I can hold
0: it, but when we kick into nerd news, I can take it over and you can run real quick.
1: Nah, it's all right. I can hold we it. Don't... I'm a okay. big boy. Okay. I can hold if, it. If...
0: If you're a big boy, I'm a then big boy. let's keep this short because we do have things going on today. First, I do want to say we did miss last week. Uh, things are crazy. Work, school. I have so many essays to write. Can't promise that we're going to stay weekly. We might be bi-weekly. We might be every three weeks. There will be more episodes. We just can't promise when. Just stay with us. Yeah, we're adults. That's, that's all I really have to say. Yeah, we, We're adults. We have lives. We have stuff. This is not a job. We do not get paid. We do not get viewed or listened to. Yeah, but we do it for fun.
1: Except for you, one random person that's listening
0: to this right now.
1: We do this mainly
0: as just a reason to talk about nerdy things with each other.
1: Yeah, it's a good way for Ryan and I to, you know, keep in contact because since we're both so busy and live like two and a half hours apart, we don't see each other super often.
0: Two and a half is generous. I think it's closer to three. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So speaking of nerdy things to talk about, we have a quick couple small nerd news things, and then we're going to talk about Ant Man. Um, But before we get into Ant-Man, nerd news, Mandalorian Season 3 premiere was, what was it, two days ago? Two days ago, Episode 1 of Season 3 premiered. Daniel, I don't know if you watched it. Of course I watched it. Um, We're not going to do a review of each episode. We'll save that for the end, just like we're going to do for The Last of Us. Um, I also watched The Mandalorian. This is my first time actually watching the show as it premieres. The other two seasons, I didn't... I didn't see anything really of it until after the fact. Um but because I am not being bombarded with spoilers and reaction videos on YouTube, I can actually watch the show and enjoy it. Um eh, I thought it was meh. Eh. I don't know. Episode th- 1 was meh.
1: I think that uh, once they start to get going on it a little bit more, it'll be better. I didn't yeah. enjoy it, but it ended very abruptly. Like I was expecting it to go on. It was it was a, it was a
0: short episode. Yeah, like, it was a short it was only like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, after well before um, you you know go into credits, yeah, somewhere between 30, 35 minutes.
0: Yeah, it was it was not very long. It was it was a setup video, so I have to give it that. Um so I, I have hopes that it's gonna get better. I know it's gonna pick up and do some more entertaining interesting things, but episode one was kind of a, a setup episode. But it wasn't like episode one of The Last of Us was crazy. It was a really good episode one. Yeah. This was of the last three streaming shows that I have watched, being House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, and now The Mandalorian, um, Mandalorian Episode 1 was definitely the weakest of the three.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with you on that.
0: It doesn't really kick off with a punch. kind of kicks off with a, okay, here we are. But Mandalorian, this is Season 3, we already have two seasons of it, so... People already know what they're going to get, so they don't have to kick it off as strongly. So, yeah, that's all I'll say for Mandalorian. I did like Grogu having back. He was adorable.
1: I oh, love Grogu. Grogu is the best part of the show, other than the Mandalorian yes.
0: himself. So sticking with some Disney stuff, um, two days ago, same same day, I believe, as the Mandalorian premiere, Disney put out a trailer for their new Disney Plus movie, Peter Pan and Wendy. And it has taken the internet by storm. Um, What did I say? It has 2.2 million views, like 30,000 likes, and 220-something thousand dislikes.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, it's taken the internet by storm, but uh, maybe not in in the uh, best way. I think my favorite part of the trailer was when uh, Wendy screams, it's Wendy time, and then Wendy's all over the deck of the ship. Truly awe-inspiring. Yes.
0: Um. There's a lot of memes. The comment section is hilarious. I just read Um, you one. The movie is getting, the trailer is getting pretty thoroughly trashed. A lot of people are upset with it. Obviously, the original Peter Pan animated movie is a classic. A lot of people have a soft spot for it. I I understand there's some sensitive, maybe not appropriate things that appeared in the in the animated movie that probably wouldn't stand even by. moderate standards. um, I do think they're just taking a little bit too far with what they're doing.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. 100% for sure. I'm not even going to watch this out of hate. I do not want to support this kind of thing.
0: Well, I, 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 in the back of my mind knew that they were doing this, but until I saw like all the headlines about how much hate Peter Pan and Wendy trailer was getting, I didn't know that they released a trailer I it wasn't on my radar. Um, Disney right now is not having such a good track record with movies. I think even even Pixar, Lightyear, was not very good. Um, for Disney, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Strange World came out. Still haven't watched did that. Did not. I didn't watch it. Did not do very well. Um, now they're releasing this, which I don't believe will do very well. Um, Pinocchio did not do well. Still haven't watched that either. They're releasing a whole bunch of movies, and they're not doing well. I truly believe it's just because they're they're just messing the movies up. They're taking what was so successful the first time and twisting it and and corrupting it into a into a a parody of what it once was. And I I think they're doing themselves a disservice by by ruining a really good product that they originally had. And I also think they're doing a disservice to the original creators of the source material. Um, And I, I, as a writer or an aspiring writer, I would be very upset if someone took my work and twisted it and corrupted it into a parody just to fit modern day politics, which is not a good standard. So,
1: on a slightly more positive note, though, uh, we're getting Detective Pikachu too, and uh, Ryan. Yes. I don't know if you ever actually saw that, but I watched it
0: a I couple did. weeks ago. I
1: did. It's such a fun movie. It's not like fantastic or anything, but it's just yeah, it's it, nice. I, I really like it. It's so wholesome.
0: It, it was a fun movie. That's what I'll call Detective Pikachu. It was fun. I like seeing Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. That was that was funny. Um, I did. I do wish, um, they would go like a. Illumination animated Pikachu or Pokemon in general. That way we can start building up an Illumination Smash Brothers universe.
1: That would be phenomenal.
0: I mean, we have all the Mario characters coming. If we can get some of the Pokemon characters, get maybe a Legend of Zelda, get Link. And them characters building up. Get Sonic in there. And then there. we can get, have a, 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 we already have Sonic. Well, is Sonic from Illumination, though? No, that was like a, a weird live action. I think Universal, maybe. At
1: least we don't have the teeth.
0: Well, Illumination is owned by Universal, I believe. Oh, so it's it's possible. So, I don't know who's making Detective Pikachu.
1: I think it's is, Universal.
0: I would almost guarantee it's nope. Universal. I think it's Warner Because that Bros. sounds like a whole bunch of, I don't know. I don't know who's producing it. Well, um, luckily there's
1: this wonderful thing called
0: Google. That's what I'm looking up. Yeah, it was Warner Brothers.
1: It was. So, mm.
0: maybe the live action version of Pikachu, but maybe they could do some kind of... Even if they don't have Pokemon, even if they just have like some of the traditional Mario characters, bring in Sonic, bring in Legend of Zelda, bring in some of those video games produced by Nintendo. Let's have a Nintendo Smash Brothers. Maybe not live action, but illumination animated i think that'd be fun
1: i have no idea how it would work i mean i guess they made mortal kombat work and that's basically super smash bros but with a hey, lot i'm just people. saying
0: if if disney can have the avengers warner brothers can have the justice league universal can have smash brothers
1: yeah yeah and then I'm we more, can have I'm a three
0: that. a three front cross distributor produ- production company battle the Smash Brother team versus the Avengers versus the Justice League. Okay, but who would even be, they like, be the bad phenomenal. guy
1: in a Super Smash Bros. movie?
0: Uh, Bowser, maybe? Uh, or you can have Ganondorf. You up... oh, I, um, or you can be... have in that weird hand dude. I think it
1: would have to be that weird hand dude because everyone kind of, like,
0: teams up against it. I mean, in reality, you can make anyone. You can make Mario the bad guy if you want. Or it could be, like, a um a situation like Captain America, Captain America Civil War where it's... Like Mario and his buddies versus Sonic and his friends, and they kind of form teams, but there's just kind of a, a disagreement.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: And someone's behind the string or behind the scenes pulling the strings, like the hand dude. We're just pitching a movie right now.
1: Yeah, well, that, well, that's but, not. We're not going to do that right now. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Ryan, go ahead and tackle
0: on. this next piece. The last piece is that it, this happened a couple weeks ago. Live action Lilo and Stitch is in the works from Disney. Um, Zach Galifianakis. Is tied to the project as one of the characters. No confirmation on who he's playing. I think he's going to play Jumbo. He was that giant alien that created Stitch. Um, I sure hope he's not playing Stitch That's, or Lilo. Yeah, that'd be oh, that'd be be a bit odd. But Zach Galifianakis is a funny actor. Hey, maybe he'll be the so guy
1: with the fancy hair.
0: Maybe I. I'm assuming they're going to cast actual Hawaiian actors. Yeah. For, for those roles, but yeah, I think he will play one of the aliens. I think that I just mean, makes I mean, Zach
1: Galifianakis sense. definitely has the chops for uh, voicing animated characters. If you ever watched the mm-hmm. Lego Batman movie, he was Joker.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think he could play a good uh, kind of villain, but also kind of lovable character like Jumbo. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all we got for Nerd News today. It's pretty short. Not much happened. Been kind of too busy to pay attention. But the one thing that did happen in between the last episode and this episode was that Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania premiered uh, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago today, actually. Well, it wasn't even no, between, last week today.
1: Wasn't even between two episodes. It was it premiered before our last one came out. Uh,
0: so yeah, two weeks ago today.
1: Yeah, so we're recording on Friday. You're listening to this on a Monday or
0: some other point in time in the future. Who knows? At a period of time, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania came out. We both saw it. Uh, we both have thoughts. I just want to come out and say right now on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it has the either tied or the lowest score on Rotten Tomatoes at a 48%. I think it's second. I think Eternals has a 47 perhaps, but the audience score is like a 78, no an 83. So it has an 83 audience score, 48 critic score. Um, box office is not looking the greatest somewhere in the mid 300 million, but for only two weekends, that's not terrible. It did have a very significant second weekend drop. I think the largest in the MCU or one of the largest in the MCU, which is kind of unfortunate. I'm not sure how well this is going to do long-term, especially because Creed three comes out this weekend and it has gotten really good reviews. Also a Jonathan Major movie though, so props to Jonathan Major for killing it in both movies. So, well, since I just said that, we might as well continue. Jonathan Major, for me... I think was the best part of Ant Man the Wasp Contamania.
1: Hands down, yeah. Um, um Kang was a spectacular villain. Uh it's definitely definitely easy to see how he's going to be a major threat in the future. Uh at least yeah. Based on this one variant that we saw a majority of. Um I don't know, it's just the movie in general is very forgettable, which I think is a problem with a lot of marvel movies these days i could yeah. maybe tell you one or two plot points from the second ant-man movie so just ant-man and the wasp uh mm-hmm. and yeah I, I don't know it just it, it didn't feel like enough built up before they went into the quantum realm it was just almost well there instant. really
0: wasn't there was there was like 10 minutes max maybe before they entered the quantum realm it was really just kind of Scott talking about his little, how life has changed, his little fun montage, and then they immediately start talking about the Quantum Realm stuff, and then they get sucked in. So there really wasn't much setup. I guess we are talking about spoilers here, so spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Um,
1: Another downside about this, you know, the entire movie basically takes place in the Quantum Realm. What are you mm going to compare that to in the real world? Uh, Nothing, obviously. That's true. So it's just a very unrelatable movie you can't see yourself in this same sort of situation you don't really understand the stakes that there are i guess i don't know it just it it didn't feel like that important of a movie i guess
0: so for the first ant-man movie i think what was so great is that you saw a character get in such particular and fun situations because it is a a superhero who can shrink down to the size of an ant. And the hijinks are surrounded around that. So, like, the la- the final battle, which is one of my favorite final battles in Marvel, is them fighting on a Thomas the Trank tank engine track, like, playset. And it's so creative and so fun. And each final battle since then has gotten progressively less unique and less Ant-Man. The final battle for Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: I don't even uh, remember it
0: i don't really remember they kind of oh they kind of it's like this trifold battle between them and ghost and then those i don't want to call mafia people but like the black market quantum tech dealers after the after the car chase they're kind of fighting and then ghost versus ant-man and the wasp while hank goes down to the quantum realm it, it's kind of it, – it's that middle ground between the whole Quantum Realm stuff and the traditional Ant-Man stuff. And then in this movie, it was really just Quantum Realm. There's no sense of real-life scale. Everything is so much bigger and higher tech that when Scott becomes Giant-Man or Goliath or whatever you want to call him, it's just – it doesn't have the same kind of feeling as when they shrunk down to the size of an ant with Thomas the Tank Engine. It's just not as fun, and it's not as unique. It's very just kind of average, I guess, for a Marvel movie. I mean, we've already seen him go Goliath multiple times at this point, so there's not as much wow factor to it. And it's just a very big CGI battle. So I think the final battle was just kind of average. That's that's kind of how I summarized the entire movie. It was really just an average movie. I think... I think I like it better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. I do not like it as much as the original Ant-Man. I, I do think the original Ant-Man is still more fun and more unique. Um, But I would put it... I think immediately after watching the movie, I put it in our ranking, our tier list that we had made for the MCU. And it ended in the bottom third, but right at the top. It was like place... 25 out of 40,
1: I think, or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like it might be fair. Might Maybe a little lower, So I wasn't, can't see it being any higher than that.
0: It wasn't the the absolute worst. I don't think it was a bad movie. It definitely does not deserve the 48% it's been getting. But I also don't think that it deserves the 78% that the audience is giving it. 83%, actually. 83 not that either. I think it's more like a 70%. It's... It's fine. Yeah, it's so, fun at times.
1: This movie um, obviously a lot of lot of problems. One, they pull in someone as big as Bill Murray. He's on screen for maybe five minutes. Would you say?
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that.
1: And it's just it's wasted potential. You know, they they put this like top billing or whatever for this movie. His name was on the posters, and that typically means that they're going to be playing a pretty major character.
0: Was his name on the posters? I believe so. I went into this knowing that he was a very small cameo, um, and it's just—I
1: mean—and yeah, I wasn't he, like a—he did a good Bill job. Murray fan. He did a good job. It's just the character was awful.
0: Yeah, it and was really speaking... just kind of a throwaway character that only only served to progress the plot. And I know where you're going to go, so I am interested on your thoughts of this. So speaking of character. awful
1: characters, Modoc. Oh my gosh, golly terrible
0: uh hot hot take i didn't mind it i i didn't i didn't think modok was that bad they gave him a redemption arc ryan yeah but modok in, even in the comics which is kind of a goofy character okay but I, he's a
1: mechanized organism designed only for killing and and in this movie it was yeah. like a mechanized organism designed only for caring and then uh, and, and, and cringe and and other yeah, words I, that start I get with a K or C, but, but the hard C sound.
0: In the comics, they name him Mechanized Organism Designed Only for Killing. And he's supposed to be, like, this really intimidating and threatening character. He's not, though. He's a giant head. There's nothing threatening about him. And I don't believe that he's he can actually kill anything. So and I'm speaking as someone who hasn't read the comics that maybe in the comics, he's much more successful in killing characters. Um, but designing it for the MCU, they obviously can't kill off that many characters. And I think in any situation outside of the quantum realm, MODOK would not work. Um, I think the the quantum realm is unique that it's kind of wacky and disoriented enough that a giant floating head Makes enough sense that you can be like, okay, I guess this works. Now, if you're a fan of MODOK from the comics, I suppose I could see how it's a disappointment. A lot of people said that the MODOK CGI was really bad. I didn't think it was that bad, but I went into it expecting the worst. So I was surprised that it wasn't the worst. Um, I also went into this movie not expecting a huge movie i went into it expecting ant-man 3 which i'm wondering if a lot of people who are giving it such terrible reviews were blinded by the prospect of this is setting up phase five this is setting up king of conqueror it's quantum mania quantum realm it's going to be huge it's going to be fantastic it's this huge next level movie and people were ignoring the fact that this is ant-man 3 it's directed by the same guy who did the previous two ant-man movies he doesn't do big stakes stuff. So for me, I went into it expecting Ant-Man 3 and not Avenger setup. So I, I I guess it was more of a Iron Man 3 and less of a Captain America 3. It wasn't a big MCU setup movie. It was more of a I was expecting an Ant-Man 3 movie. So I wasn't hugely, like, disappointed by the movie because I wasn't expecting something huge and fantastic.
1: I, I, su- so. I suppose it's just, I don't know, I'm just so thoroughly disappointed in it. You know, it, it had a potential to be something so incredible as a movie, and it just yeah. it didn't come out anywhere near where it could have been, where it should have been. Uh, I, I I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up, uh, which sucks to yeah. say Marvel has been really just doing Stinking terrible
0: it. Yeah, I think they're on a they're on a losing streak especially. Well, I won't say they're on a losing streak for movies because they had Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which was pretty good. Yeah. So, but I mean the two the the two previous movies before that were Thor: Love and Thunder, which was a, a mega stinker, and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which was a stinker. I don't I th- I think I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania more than either of those two movies just because it had Kang the Cocker, which was a good villain. Um, so, yeah, out of the last four movies, they had one good one, one, at least in my mind, mediocre, and then two just bad movies. So, yeah... Marvel's on kind of a, a a losing trend, which is unfortunate. I think they can bounce back especially if Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is good. I think that puts them in a in a good light, although looking at the slate that they have this year.
1: This year what, is what just movies going to be do they have? It's just going to be Guardians and then uh, the Marvels as far as movies go, and then for shows, they are only doing Secret Invasion and Loki.
0: Are you sure? Yep. That's that's the only two. Uh, they're they're cut, shows they they're, have coming
1: out. They're cutting back. They're focusing on quality over quantity again, which is which so good.
0: Which I agree with. No, they still have Ironheart coming out this this year.
1: Is it? Okay, that's. I well, think it that says
0: one... Echo and Ironheart are still coming out. That but one might This be was from mid February, so maybe in the past two weeks they have been delayed.
1: Uh, I'm thinking Possibly. so because I believe I saw somewhere Kevin Feige said that the only shows that are guaranteed to be coming out this year
0: are *Secret Invasion* and *Loki* season two. Probably because those are already more or less done. Um, and I have I have good hopes for both of those. Um, I think *Loki* season two will be as good as the first one, especially because they have King the Conqueror now. Con- like. Out in the open, and the end credits of Ant Man the Wasp: Quantumania was setting up Loki season two, which I called.
1: Yes, yes, you um,
0: did. Apparently, What If season two is also supposed to come out this in year the next or next. Couple months. Which, so I'm if it does an, or if it doesn't, doesn't really matter.
1: I'm looking at an article from IGN posted towards the end of February, and for 2023, we've got Secret Invasion sometime in spring, Guardians of the Galaxy May fifth. Loki Season 2, that's going to be summer. Marvel's is going to be uh, November 10th. And then X-Men 97 is going to be in fall, apparently. And what mm-hmm. if Season 2 is going to be either this year or next? Echo and Ironheart yeah. are most likely going to end up being 2024.
0: Yeah, I found the article you're talking about. So it does look like what if Echo Ironheart are kind of up in the air of when they release it. Which... That's fine. If they want to pull back the release just to make it better and tweak some things, maybe do some reshoots, rewrites, I'm fine with that. I don't need to have Marvel stuff every single month. If I get Marvel every couple months, but it's much better, I prefer that. I would much rather have them slow it down and make it better. So, so far I think they started off on kind of a rocky start with Quantumania. Um... I think it'll be one of those movies that in the future people will look back on and be like, you know, it wasn't that bad.
1: Like you with the Eternals. It, was, it wasn't
0: it wasn't yes. Well, I think Eternals is kind of a a weird thing where some people really enjoyed it, like I did, and some people really hated it. And maybe people will start looking back on that movie and be like, you know, I see what they were doing, but I think Eternals is still going to have kind of a nasty reputation. But I think like Iron Man three. When that, when that movie first came out, a lot of people were it, – it was really successful, but people were just kind of like it was a bad movie. It wasn't that liked. But now looking back on it with some other projects that are regrettably worse, people are like, you know, Iron Man 3 wasn't that bad. Yeah, so I think – Which – I'm really hoping
1: that they don't just keep lowering and lowering and lowering our standards. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Honestly, I would prefer it if Ant-Man and The Wasp Quantumania remained one of the lower quality movies because that means that we have only gone up, which I would prefer and hope and pray. Um, But yeah, Marvel is kind of in a weird situation right now where they have a lot coming, and I hope that they do slow things down and allow the quality to be better. Than it has been,
1: yeah. So, so based on the other post scene that I don't think that you mentioned, uh, not yet. So you know, again, spoiler alert.
0: Um, there are just so many variants of Kang. A lot of Kang variants, all just kind of hanging around, and then three in in particular were were talking I, to each other. And
1: I, I don't remember which three they were. I think there was one that was like, uh, I don't know. I I don't even one that was like sort of a Hun, you know, like, uh, like a till of the Hun. He had that kind of armor feel to him, I think.
0: So one was the traditional Pharaoh kind of, kind of get up. Yep. That was one that is because in the comics, I believe King, the conqueror was a Pharaoh at one point, I think, um, one was a very advanced technological cyborg kind of Kang. Not sure who that's supposed to be and then one was kind of this blue skinned mystical warlock almost looking kang
1: yeah i know that there
0: was also like and a lizard kang and those are the kang. three some and then there was a whole bunch of kangs that kind of appeared but the three that were kind of talking were this pharaoh kang this warlock kang and this cyborg kang and they were kind of chit-chatting about how the the banished one is gone and that they can make a move. I really think this is setting up Kang Dynasty. I think Kang Dynasty will involve this army of Kangs fighting against the Avengers. And then maybe even at the end of Kang Dynasty, Kang the Conqueror will break through and pull everyone into this secret realms universe, which maybe that's where Kang the Conqueror was banished to. At the end of Quantum Mania, when he was sucked into an even smaller realm past the quantum realm, maybe that's where secret uh secret wars will be. You know?
1: Yeah, you know, uh when he said, Oh, I was exiled here, uh I thought for sure, Oh, that's gonna be how they defeat him in uh Kang Dynasty or whatever. Uh but then, you know, it showed that he was exiled there by variants of himself because That was like the way too dangerous version of him or something. I don't know. Um, But I I thought that could have been like a cool kind of little
0: callback or something if they did. Kind of what I'm feeling is like they banished him because these other Kangs at least can semi work together to make sure a Kang is ruling. Whereas Kang the Conqueror didn't even want them. He wanted him and him alone to be on top. Where, and he started killing other ver, variants of himself, maybe purging timelines that had a ruling Kang to show that he was Kang Prime. And all these other Kangs had to team up to banish Kang Prime and say, you know what? We all want to rule, but we're not going to be ruled by that guy. So they banished him and formed kind of a coalition
1: the to, Council to of stop Kang
0: council of Kangs, and maybe behind the strings, it was actually he who remains who who led this this team up against the other Kangs. Well, I don't think so. Or against King Prime.
1: I don't think so, because he who remains, you know, he only saw up until his death. And I think that Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place after uh, Loki season one. I mean, it's gotta, if the post credits... No, but I'm
0: talking about uh, the uprising to banish Oh, to Kang banish
1: Prime. him. Yeah, that's definitely Yeah, I
0: think I think that's what he was doing is he was part of that uprising, banished Kang Prime, and then took that helm to keep the timelines kind of clean. Or however he wanted to do it. I'm I'm not sure. There's a lot of Kangs and there's a lot of timeline strangeness going on. So come
1: time so, so come time for the Kang Dynasty. Do you think that it's going to be like one really bad Kang that's using some other Kangs as distractions or something while he's doing his thing or is it going to be like every Kang fighting to take over every timeline or
0: I think it's going to be I think Kang Dynasty kind of based on the word dynasty like a ruling family. I think it's going to be all these Kings led by these three primary Kings that we see the Pharaoh, the warlock and the, the cyborg. I think these three are going to start a charge to kind of conquer everything. Um, during King dynasty, the Avengers are going to fight them off and it's going to be kind of a standstill. And then at the very end of the movie, King prime is going to reemerge and kind of suck everything. All these warring, maybe he will just straight up kill all of the other versions of Kang and then take all the Avengers and bring them into this Secret Wars pocket dimension where there's going to be already tons of heroes from different timelines and they're all going to end up fighting each other in Secret Wars. And then the victors are going to team up at the end to fight Kang Prime and win. Or Galactus is going to show up or who knows what what's going to happen. I think we're missing a lot of key... Components that haven't been revealed yet. Yeah. So and, you know,
1: this is only the first movie of Phase Five. So there's definitely a lot to come to build up yeah. to the next Avengers yeah. movies. Um,
0: Although I did see a report that the writers for Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania have been uh, put on as the writers for Kang Dynasty.
1: I think I saw that too. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I am. I, I'm. Uh, I'm scared.
0: Um. So. I saw some some other people report on this and then I saw the the people who said, "Well, that's true, but the writers who wrote Infinity War were the same writers for Thor uh, the Dark World." Okay. So, when you put it in perspective like that, writers can have really bad days and maybe there was some more conflict behind maybe Kevin Feige's version of what he wanted was different than what Peyton Reed wanted and obviously Peyton Reed if you look at the previous two Ant-Man movies, were not these big MCU setup movies. So I think there was some conflict between an Ant-Man movie and an MCU movie. And I think there was some conflict there and the director who they're having is the is um Daniel Creston. He was the director for Shang-Chi, which was a great movie and the action scenes were fantastic. So, I think if you have di- writers who understand what they need to write, and a director who has a vision, I think that can work. So, like, the director for Infinity War and Endgame was the directors for um, The Winter Soldier. And Civil War. which had And Civil War, but first they did um, The Winter Soldier, which had great action sequences and understood what it needed to be. Shang-Chi understood what it needed to be, had a great villain, and had had great action scenes. Now the writers were writers from a bad movie that was kind of confused and conflicted, put into an, a more versatile pot with a director and a creative idea that understood, I think it can produce a good movie. I, I'm, I'm not sold on the, the worry train quite yet.
1: Yeah. You know, I've, I've still got so, hope. Obviously I'm going to see it when it comes out. Uh, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I, I am nervous, which if that's all I have to be nervous about, I guess I'm pretty, that's, pretty lucky. Yeah. If, but, if,
0: if that's the, the major cause of worry and stress in your life, I think we're, we're in a good situation. Oh,
1: there's other stuff just not uh-huh. to talk about on this podcast.
0: Yeah. And I mean, from a, even like a film pop culture stance yes i'm worried for the mcu but now um game of thrones is rising again with with house of the dragon being so successful the last of us appears to be super successful so far maybe the mandalorian will be really good and start a resurgence for for star wars maybe i mean marvel had its its time over 10 15 years of dominance if it has to slowly die down a little bit for some other franchises to gain ground again, I suppose it's okay.
1: See, now, that's the thing. I don't know um, if we necessarily need that many franchises. Like, Star Wars should not have become as true, true, saturated for the market, true. I guess. There's too much Star Wars out there. So, I, I, I don't know. I think that it, we instead of uh, just... One but even if even if
0: the the singular major spotlight was on marvel for so long and nothing could even breach that barrier cuz marvel was so singularly dominant if marvel has to shrink down a little bit to allow some of these smaller franchises to gain some traction i'm okay with it if marvel needs to lose 15 25% of its power so that, that other percentage can be distributed among some of these smaller franchises to start growing again i'm okay
1: yeah yeah all right fair enough well hey uh i know that this is uh we're might be ending a little soon but i have to be leaving my apartment in about 10 yes. minutes uh so what do you say we we wrap things up and okay. just have a short episode
0: yes we can we can have a short episode that's fine okay, cool. next time i can't say next week but next time that that you hear from us we will will wrap up that fictional face-off thing that we started we'll have some more fun kind of lighthearted games and fun conversations i don't think oh well, maybe maybe by the time that we record next who knows the last of us might have have wrapped so maybe we can talk about that hopefully it won't be another two-week gap but maybe it will maybe we'll, this will become a bi-weekly show um we cannot say for certain, but we'll have something for, for next time, something fun, something interesting.
1: Yeah, so, uh, hey guys, you know, thanks for listening. Hope you uh, enjoyed our ramblings towards the end there. We got a little off topic, wasn't so much just an Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania review. But, uh yeah, hopefully you kind of enjoyed it, or at least, you know, zoned out enough that it wasn't awful for you. If you want to reach out to us for some reason, you know, maybe you have something that you want us to watch and review or whatever... Uh, our email is stttpodcast at gmail.com, and our Instagram is smalltownnerds on, on Instagram. Yeah, you know, all one word, no spaces, spelled how you'd expect, whatever. Uh, thanks to me for our theme song. It's pretty baller, if you ask me. And, uh, yeah, that, that's that's all I got, so so until we see you next, uh, don't die, and and bye! Bye-bye.